On today's episode of Locked On Mariners, I'm going to try my hardest to not say bad words. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone. It is Monday, September 26, 2022. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast. The Locked On Blowing Nine Run Leads podcast. Uh, thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube. Or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode, wherever you're watching or listening to this. And on the show today, we're going to get Colby's thoughts on the Luis Castillo extension since he wasn't here for the emergency episode on Saturday. Uh, we're also going to cover some scenarios for the Mariners to clinch a spot in the playoffs this week because even after yesterday, they they ended up wiping a number off of their magic number still. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, you know what we're unfortunately starting with today. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the Mariners uh, lose 13-12 to down in Kansas City after jumping out to an 11-2 to lead. They... Um, <laughs> They give, up, they give up 11 runs in a uh, single inning. Um, the last 820 teams that had fallen down to a nine-run deficit or, or larger had gone 0 and 820 uh, until yesterday. So, yeah, that's uh, that's how we're doing. History. Uh, that caps off um, by far the worst road trip the, the Mariners have had all year. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the magic number went down to six. Like I said, that's the only positive. And even when that happened, I was just like, I I don't care. I this this like today like yesterday sucked. Yesterday sucked so bad. I felt like I had my soul ripped out of my body. Uh, it was. I don't here. Just you 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 give your thoughts here because I just I. Mm. I'm so done with this team right now. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow I'll be happy and, and positive again. But today, I just I, I I hate everything. Well, because tomorrow we're not recording a show, so um, you know if you had that thing ready, you could have put it out today. But whatever. Um, I feel like the timing of that, though. <laughs> yeah, probably not. I don't think anyone would want to be uh, hearing that. By the way, as as Colby is alluding to here, we're going to be dropping part one of our special episode with your guys' messages uh, about what the Mariners making the playoffs means to you uh, tomorrow. And then part two will be dropping, I believe, on Friday. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, Colby, <laughs> what, what were you thinking yesterday? Just what was going through your head? What's going through your head now? Jared Kalnick looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, you know. I mean, if he doesn't lose a ball in the sun, the game's like uh, still eleven to five. The Mariners probably win. We're not having this conversation. Right yeah, now, I mean, Taylor dropped one in the sun too that yeah, you know cost a yeah. run, and and uh, you know, it's kind of a bummer. Luis Castillo makes his first start, and I'm not I'm not saying Castillo was was particularly good, but. Uh, you know, you certainly didn't get any help from his defense. There was just some uncharacteristic mistakes uh, from the team early. Um, and, you know, they just they didn't play well. And then even the big inning they had, it was, I think, what, six or seven Kansas City walks, including three with the bases loaded. Um, you know, it, it's 
it's one of those things where you're sitting there like, well, this isn't good. Like they're, they're beating a bad team because the bad team is literally beating themselves, but you'll take it. And then whoops. Uh, nope. Uh, I think the 11 runs was scored on. What was it? Five walks, seven hits, uh, no home runs even like, which made it even more like devastating somehow. Like it wasn't quick, right? It was a slow drawn out process. How long uh, was the inning? Do we know? I, I don't know. I stopped watching after the blooper got over uh, yeah. Francis head. And by the way, Ty France at third base, you see the downside. There you go. Yeah. Um, he's not good. He's not good. Uh, thankfully, he had, I think he had a pretty good series. I know he had a good game on Sunday offensively at mm-hmm. least. So at least there's that. Mitch, you know, got a hit and then had one of the worst at-bats I've ever seen in my life. It's, you know, just kind of the typical Mitch Hanniger story right now. Uh, you know, Jesse Winker actually had a decent series before, you know, his former teammate broke his hand, I'm assuming. Uh, so that that's that's a bummer. Uh, that's weird, right? That they that they said bruised wrist, which I, I assume I mean, that was the, the way swelling. That they were, the way that they were testing it, like he said he couldn't feel anything to me that yeah. indicated broken hand right there. Jesse walked off the field immediately, didn't even attempt to go to first base. Um I just assume that the swelling is too was too much uh, to get a good X-ray. That was my assumption. Uh, so yeah, you know, uh, of course, Cal Raleigh then leaves the game. If things weren't bad enough, Raleigh has to leave the game with a thumb injury because I guess you just had to keep him out there on an eleven-two game, just like you had to send Luis Castillo out there for another inning for literally no reason whatsoever. Um, you know, and it's just, it's just one of those things where it's some some weird choices made yesterday at eleven to two. Why isn't Abraham Toro playing third base? Why isn't Dylan Moore playing third base? You know, like these are the things that you want to do because in an eleven to two game, it's all about um, you know, it's just all about run prevention at that point. You don't care about scoring another run because eleven should be enough. So why didn't you make take those guys out? I, I don't understand, you know, Scott's line of reasoning there is it because it was only the fifth who cares you just talked about how much your team needed a day off and they're going to get one today thank goodness but if your guys are dragging that bad why not take this opportunity to protect some of them like cal raleigh um or like your 100 million dollar pitcher who you just like oh i guess we have to get five out of him and then not even that not only that you send him back out there to start the sixth why what is the benefit of, of him yeah. getting three extra outs for you when you have a wet, when you have a rested bullpen and a day off the next day, just weird. Scott didn't really manage this game. It feels like he didn't really manage it to win, but he also didn't like, I, I it was just a weird like decision process. Like, were you thinking long-term Scott? Because if you were, you would have taken Cal Raleigh out. You would have taken, uh, you know, Castillo out probably after the fourth, but certainly after the fifth, you probably would have at very least you would have moved Ty France to first base, taking Santana out, put Dylan Moore or to- Tora at third base, right? That helps you both in the short term and the long run. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Scott can only do so much. His pitchers walk seven guys and it's not like he went to Diego Castillo or somebody who was really struggling. He went to, you know, Swanson and Festa and Brash and they just didn't have it. None of them did, and and you know it's for Swanson. It's it's been a few times out in a row now that he's been like that. So it's just weird too that they they've been willing to use Paul Seawald earlier and earlier in the games, and they didn't use him at all yesterday. Um, when it felt like okay, well at eleven to like six, like yeah, this is the time you use Seawald, keep your five run lead, and then you know at that point momentum stopped. But once you know once they there there's a tipping point right in these type of things where like you can feel like game's over even though you're still up 
And for me, it was uh, after Brash's second walk. It was like, they're, they're going to blow this. Like, they're just, the snowball is running down the canyon too fast. And there's nothing Scott can do to stop it right now because he's not he's not playing this game like it's an 11 to 8 game now or an 11 to 7 game now he's he's still playing it like it's 11 to 2 which i don't get but again there's only so much you can do scott service can't just tell the guys to throw strikes it's not like he was telling them not to throw strikes you know so it's a bummer uh these things happen to to even really good teams i mean the 2001 seattle mariners we all remember that cleveland game uh and we all know that team didn't accomplish anything so clearly because the mariners blew this lead it means they suck uh it's over like abandoned ship and uh no it's like i said it sucks in the moment anger is totally natural yes they need a day off i think mariners fans in general need a day off because uh, oh, i, I was, do too oh, that that I, was a tough road trip so badly that was a tough road trip and yet you shaved four games off of your your you know off of your win total because you know thankfully houston decided to show up this weekend after taking thursday and friday off and and you know, you happen to win one of those games where Baltimore lost, and that's a twofer. So mm. as frustrating as it is, the team is still in remarkable shape to make the playoffs. And what this bad road trip really costs them, it's not going to cost them a playoff spot. It's going to cost them a chance to to win the four seed. And now Seattle and Tampa are kind of like hot potatoing the number five seed back and forth to each other, trying not to go to Toronto is what it seems like. So mm. we'll see. But, you know, magic number is six. Um, it, it's just almost impossible to to fathom um baltimore not losing three games down the stretch here in seattle not finding a way to win three um it just it just seems impossible yesterday i was incensed today i would classify myself as more so just salty uh but i want to talk about my feelings in just a moment real quick though a reminder this episode of locked on mariners it's brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you again for making us your first listen. Okay, so I wasn't even necessarily mad at the team yesterday. It's kind of more so mad at the baseball gods because it just it never feels like this team can play a complete game. And yes, that should ultimately my feelings should ultimately be directed towards the team because they didn't execute. They didn't perform. But it's just like, really? Really? Like you finally get offense. You finally you get 11 runs and it doesn't matter how you got them. The fact is you got a ton of runs. Get 11 runs. That's good enough to win pretty much every single game that you play in. 99 out of 100 times, you're going to win that game if you score 11 runs. And then just the pitching, which has been immaculate all season long, 
It's just awful. No one can find the strike zone. No one's missing bats. Matt Festa, Matt Brash, Eric Swanson, who's been incredible this year, obviously has kind of regressed as of late, but still, like, <laughs> these guys, like, you're telling me this guy, like, none of these guys can get one out against the Royals? The Royals? <laughs> like, I would, look, this would be annoying no matter who it came against. But at least I would understand it a little bit better if it was the Astros, if it was the Dodgers, if it was the Braves, right? And they've already blown a, a lead to the Braves, right? And in that moment, yeah, that was really annoying. But also it's like, hey, the Braves are really good. You're going to get got like that sometimes. This is the Royals, dude. <laughs> like the Royals, man. With Kyle Isbell and Bobby Wood Jr. has been pretty good this year. But like, come on, man. Seriously? Like, how? How is that possible? How is that possible? What team was it against again, Ty? The Royals? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Um, uh. Yeah, I feel like this is a weird spot for me because I get to be the voice of reason here. Um, yeah, yeah we're, we're reversing roles on today's show. Quick, you reverse were... our screens. Rever <laughs> put me over in, on your here, slot. Here, here, here we go. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> All right, so it sucks, but it's not that big of a deal because, again, you know, thankfully Baltimore lost. It, it's a bummer. Your, your magic number should be five, um, but it is six. Tie, tie, uh, tie, tie. Yeah, nobody care. cares. Yeah, uh, cares. you're not you're not good at that. I am. That's my thing. See, um, the, the Mariners are stupid. They're dumb. They're idiotic. See, you guys say I'm negative. I mean that. I, I'm trying. I'm trying. What's that guy what's the over other there? Thing? What What is What are the other things Colby says? Help me out in the in the chat. Moronic, moronic. Yes. Stupid. Just flat out stupid. Flat out stupid. Dumb. Nobody cares. Ty sucks. You know the basics, the classics. Yeah. Okay. Well. Whatever. <sighs> All right. Let's reverse roles again here. <laughs> let's 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 get hashtag positive on the show for a second. Oh yuck! <sighs> See, I, I flip him back to the Colby Pat note side, and there there he goes again. Um, could you imagine if the Orioles won yesterday? My God, <laughs> the reaction on Twitter! Oh, I, I I think Twitter would burn down if that happened. Um, it wouldn't have been good. So the earliest that the Mariners can clinch now is Thursday. Um, the Orioles, of course, play tonight against the Red Sox. They're starting a four-game set uh, at Fenway, uh, so obviously rooting for the Red Sox tonight. Uh, there's a couple scenarios for the for the Mariners to clinch on Thursday. I would say neither of them are very likely, um, but we should acknowledge them anyway here uh, because we're getting to the point now where you know any like. If something drastic happens on one particular day, it could change everything. Uh, so uh, the Mariners would have to go 2-0 and uh, tomorrow and Wednesday while uh, Baltimore gets swept. Uh, and then Baltimore's loss on Thursday afternoon would clinch for the Mariners in that event. Uh, the other option is the Mariners go 2-0 and again on, on Tuesday and Wednesday while Baltimore goes 1-3 and uh, versus Boston. And then the Mariners uh, clinch with a win on Thursday night. I think that would be the most preferable option because yep. we want to see the Mariners clinch actually on the field um, of course we will take 
we will take it no matter what happens at the end of the day. But especially um, after watching the last ten days. Yeah, especially after watching <laughs> like, the last ten days. I just kinda wanna just get in and like I don't care at this point. I just want to get in. Let's you, not get too cute with it. Like Do you think the Mariners once they do clinch, do you think that they'll play better? Or like to put it another way, do you do, think that you think part that of the are, struggles is is the pressure? Yeah, so you're yeah, so you're you're basically kind of alluding to the fact that or like to the idea that maybe they are in their heads a little too they're much. They're pressing. This. Yeah, they're pressing. Um, I think so. Maybe a little bit. And obviously there's, you know, injuries on injuries on injuries. That's also derailing the whole thing. But Right. And I mean it's it's worth noting that your pitching, which has been so good mm-hmm. all year, is cracked the last, you know, that's week. True. I mean the that's pitch, a really good point. They went through the entire rotation. Nobody had a good start. Gilbert was okay. I guess the other night, yeah, but, but. Eh, I mean, it's every, you went through the rotation once. Nobody acted as a stopper, right? Nobody was particularly good. Um, the, nobody in the bullpen was outstanding, amazing. Even Andres Munoz, you know, in his outing on on Saturday, he was okay. Wasn't Who great. The the nine to one game in Anaheim. Who pitched that game? Who started that game? Uh, was that Gilbert? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So Gilbert so, was really the only one that had like a, a, you know, a really really good start for you on this road trip. Right. So. It's a couple in a row for Castillo. Um, Castillo from the stretch and Castillo in the windup are two completely different guys. Um, you get somebody on base and, and like Luis Castillo turns into Marco. It's a, oof. you know, not to take shots yeah. at Marco, but yeah, it's not um, not great, not great. Uh, so. If I had to guess, though, um, well, actually, let me let me answer your question again real quick. I, I think they will end up playing better because I do think a, at least a little bit of this is mental. I think guys are pressing because, um, like you said, well, from I mean, the pitching side and, and pitching is definitely, a, you know, mental, mm-hmm. uh, the mental side of things definitely can impact you pitching wise. Um, yeah, I, I think there's, you know, I, you know, they're not stupid, right? They know what we know. They knew that they had a really good opportunity to even clench on the road trip. And mm-hmm. it just, you know, well, I, I think they want those home playoff games. I'm sure there's a little, I'm sure there's a little bit of panic that that's eaten, in, you know, there, even mm-hmm. though it shouldn't really at the end of the day. Cause like, again, like we're going to say, you know, the math is not on Baltimore side. Honestly, I'd be more surprised uh, if the Mariners didn't make it outright than if they didn't win a single game from here on out and still made it. Like, yeah, that's how much the the odds are just kind of stacked against Baltimore right now because, you know, Boston isn't a pushover, even though they're not a playoff team. They aren't a pushover. They still have a pretty good offense. Um, they're going to have to go play the Yankees and they're going to have to play the Blue Jays. So yeah. and I believe all of those games are on the road as well. So, yep. you know, they are going to win some of those games. That's just the mm-hmm. way that it is going to be. But I wouldn't I, like they're 11 and 12 this month, though. And they haven't been playing particularly good baseball, um, you know, aside from Thursday and Friday against the Astros when they shut them out back to back nights. But I just I can't envision them winning seven games here. No, I I just think, you know, for for the Mariners, uh, you know, for the players, they're, they're still humans. Right. I mean, they they understand the pressure. They understand, you know, the. The idea that oh we were struggling and then we lost Julio and and Gino you know and back to back nights and we have to step up and and you know we're we're not only chasing this wild card we're we're chasing the wild card one we want those home playoff games we want to be that team that brings playoff baseball back to Seattle 
And I, I do think that there's a, you know, a, you grip the bat a little harder, you grip the ball a little harder. You, you kind of second guess things that you would never second guess. Like, do I charge this ball or do I stay back and, and just play it? Like, how do I, you know, if, if, if the swing is like, well, Gino's out, I got to, I got to hit for some more power here. I got to pick up the slack and it's no, 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 no. You're hurting yourself and you're hurting the team. So, uh, you know, it's they're, they may be major leaguers, but they definitely hear the noise. They see it. Um, you know, and I, I think to a certain extent they need to embrace it because, uh, you know, there's nothing endearing about pretending that you're not human. You're not like, oh, we don't even notice the noise. We don't even recognize. And it's, yes, you do. And it's fine to admit that you do. It doesn't make you, a, a, you know, weak. Hey, it doesn't make you ignore the noise. No time to sleep. Go Hawks. Yeah. It just, it makes you, you know, impersonal and, and, and. Uh, separate you from from the the city and, and the fan base, which is not what you want. Well, well so. Colby, though the the separation is in the preparation. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we'll talk about him on CTZ because I have I have something to say about that. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> by the way, Mariners outscored Russell Wilson and the Broncos yesterday. Just want to let you know that the if the Mariners were playing the Broncos yesterday, they would have won. They would have won. Yeah. Yep. Um. But again. It's just, it's one of those things, you know, it's okay to admit it and embrace it. Um, cause they are, they are playing for history and, and, you know, that does, uh, you know, that does kind of weigh on you. It's, it's, it's may not be like baseball history, but it's Seattle history and, and being a part of that team that breaks that drought, that's going to get remembered. Like that is like it or not, that is going to be part of each of these players legacy is that they were on the team that ended the playoff drought in Seattle and they got to get there first and they got, and it's, I imagine it's weighing on them. I think the day off will do them a lot of good. I think getting back home will do them a lot of good. Hopefully the ballpark is relatively packed. I know it's Texas and it's, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and the team's not playing well, but it'd still be good to see 30,000 people in there. Uh, just try and, you know, build this momentum back up, start turning it around. Gino Suarez is back at least as a DH on Tuesday. It sounds like that's the plan. So maybe that's what the Mariners were missing, right? The good vibes. Well, whatever it is, I I'm hope they to, find I'm trying it. Trying to but, cope here, Colby. Just help me out here. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to be your copium dealer. Um, but uh, no, it just I think they'll be okay. Uh, again, it's just one of those things. I, I, I do think that there's some pressure adding up here, uh, and then you add on top of it the injuries, then you add on top of it the natural fatigue of having played in 150 games, 52 games, whatever it is already. Um, I, I do think all that's starting to pile up and, and it's, uh, it's probably feeling a little overwhelming. So it'll be nice for Seattle, get back home, you know, take the day off today. Uh, and you know, hopefully, you know, go play in front of a full ballpark and, and try to clinch. Um, and also, you know, they're, I'm, I don't know if this is going to play a role or not. I'm just speculating, but the idea that Baltimore is going to play at four mm. and you're going to play at seven or six, like there might be some pressure to, lifted off the when you look at the scoreboard and you say Baltimore's down, you know, six to two in the seventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're, you know, it's zero, zero in the third. Like, oh, okay, we have a real opportunity here. So I don't I don't know. Like if all that's gonna happen, it's it's, you know, kind of reaching for things that we hope might be true because the team's struggling so badly, but it it's it's possible, I think. And it's maybe some a factor we're not uh, giving enough credit to. Well, let, let me say this. If you're hesitant to go to the ballpark because the team has struggled as of late, that's kind of ridiculous, right? This team is still yeah. in such a great spot to make history here, like Colby said. 
this is a this is a team that's still most likely going to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is not, you know, more right. likely and than stop not moving. still going to the playoffs. Like that right. that you know, th- do yourself a favor and stop a, moving the goalposts. Yeah. This team is still going to accomplish things that we wanted them to, you know, before the season mm-hmm. started and that's ultimately what matters, right? That's the end goal was in the drought and see what happens in the postseason. And, you know, at the end of the day, they end up getting the, the third wild card. They play arguably the most, you know, favorable matchup of the three that they could possibly play, right? So, Right. I mean, it doesn't mean it's easy, but no. it's better than the alternative. It just – There are, I feel like, like, a lot positives of, to, you know, this. While this ultimately sucks, there are some positives that kind of just naturally come along with it. Right. Not you'd rather have the four. Let's be clear about that. Yes, We're not yeah. saying that we wanted the six all along. And I think the people who said they wanted the six all along were really just preparing for what they felt was inevitable. Um, and maybe they ended up being right. But I just think they didn't want to dream on the four because they, they were afraid of being hurt, which I don't get. Um, that's that's part of sports uh, is, is allowing yourself to be hurt. But stop moving the goalpost on this team. Who cares if they get in at 85 and 77? who cares like they got in right and we know that they're better than an 85 win team they just went through a slump at the end of the year you know what i mean it's just one of those things where again at the end of the day who cares how you get in get in that's goal number one this year and everybody said it's a successful year if they get in the playoffs we're counting that as a success and now all of a sudden here at the finish line it's oh well is it really a success if we don't have home playoff games I mean, like, it sucks. Like, the opportunity was there. I get that. I get being disappointed about that because it was there for the They're doing it maliciously, though. Yeah. And you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. There's very clearly. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, like, this shouldn't impact whether you want to go to games or not. Anyway, so I want to talk about, like, if you are planning on on going or you want to be there for when they could potentially clinch. The day that I'm looking at is Sunday. Um. And that's even being kind of the low man on the Mariners, thinking that they might only win three or two of the next six. Um, I think Sunday, Sunday or Monday, are, are probably the days there if they, you know, don't rattle off four or five in a row against uh, Texas or Oakland here. So, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm headed over on Saturday. So, okay, hopefully that's the day, but we'll see. You know, and if it's not. It's not. Just get in. Hopefully, get healthy. Um, you know, hopefully, Julio can come off the IL after his ten days. Hopefully, Gino, uh, you know, can come off the IL tomorrow and and not miss a beat and mm-hmm. and DH and provide some spark and some power and some threat to this lineup. Um, but yeah, it's you know, I'm we're not trying to sugarcoat things. It's it was a tough tough road trip. There's no mm-hmm. question about it. And it pretty much capped off with like the worst loss you can possibly imagine. But I guess that means things can only get better from here because I doubt they they blow a 10 run lead tomorrow. So I, I doubt they have one, but I doubt they blow them. it if they don't, get one. Don't challenge so them, Colby. You're don't. the one that challenged them to to win the wild card without winning a game. I'm just saying. So yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, we did have one more topic we wanted to get to, and we're near the end of the show. What yeah. was it? Uh, so Luis Castillo extension. You weren't here on Saturday for the emergency pod, so I want to hmm. get your thoughts on that. Surprise. You were the one that decided so, to go to a Ty is so walk. desperate. Ty is so desperate to replace me, mm. but he knows. I have the DMs to show people. I have proof I know, this time. I, I have proof this Yes, time. I, I was a better person than Ty. Went out and I supported a charity 
on Saturday morning while he was sitting around, I assume, in his underwear, uh, eating Cheerios out of a salad bowl. Fruity Pebbles. Uh, when, oh, okay. When when the uh, when the news broke, so yes, I couldn't I couldn't get back home in time. Um, I was at an Alzheimer's and dementia awareness walk. Um, got some lunch with the family and all that stuff afterwards. So yes, what's the, I, what's I the gave, foundation that you were? Uh, um, what is it? I had the thing here somewhere. I think it's just ALZ. Um, I'll look it up. I'll put the details down below if you guys want to donate and stuff like that. But uh, can't remember off the top of my head. It, it's it's one of the it's like the biggest. Uh, event in the country and it was just spread out all over the country um but it is for alzheimer's and the dementia so uh yeah that uh did that on saturday but anyways castillo trade uh or trade (laughs) extension we can go over the castillo trade again if you want um but can we we go back to the trade deadline back when they made the Luis cast that was not not the deadline that was the that was the best our channel has ever been yeah not (laughs) not the deadline but just like the actual the day they made that trade yeah which again you're welcome. Um, that was after they, they played terribly against Houston too. So see, things got better. Yeah, there we go. um, yeah it's, it's a great deal. I mean, there's really no question about it. Uh, you know, five and one Oh eight, that's, you know, right around where we thought he would go. I thought maybe he might get a little more than Robbie Ray, but I think we had both said, you know, five and, and like one twenty five max, but five and one fifteen, one twenty was probably more realistic. And he comes in at one Oh eight. Uh, so it's, it's a really good deal. You know, it's, it's Castillo. He's a little bit on the older side, fine, whatever. Uh, but you get him for the next five years, the deal starts after this year. So you bought out his arbitration essentially and bought a few free agent years, um, as well. So in reality, the, the deal is, you know, it's between Musgrove and, and Robbie Ray. And I think that's, that feels about right. It feels about right based on where all those guys were when they signed their deals. So, uh, I, I think it's a good deal for the Mariners. Uh, Castillo gets, you know, immediate security. He's having his presser right now as we're recording. Um, it's, it's uh, the biggest thing to me is that Luis Castillo chose to be here. He was a year away from free agency. He didn't have to stay. He could have gone out and tested the market and he would have gotten paid. And honestly, I have a sneaky suspicion. He probably would have gotten more than this on the open market. Yeah. Uh, assuming he had even that, you know, a, a good year, not even a great year. Um, but he chose to be here. He was traded here, and in only one month's time, he chose to be here long term. Yeah, I think that's and the that to me is thing, the biggest you know? thing. Mm-hmm. Like he's been here for seven weeks. Yep. And in that time, he's decided, you know what, I want to spend the prime of my career here. Yep. Like that's that's not nothing. That's like. <laughs> That that's actually really you know sp- special. That's really remarkable here because right. again, we, that's we might such have, a short amount of time. He's not familiar with this organization whatsoever. No, no connection to the Northwest whatsoever. Nothing to the Mariners. Um, I think we may have seen the first benefit of the Julio extension. Mm. Um, we we thought this was going to get done anyways. We just thought it was probably going to happen in the winter. Um, so maybe maybe Julio's extension had nothing to do with it, but what I think it does show is that the opinion of amongst players in Major League Baseball is shifting, and Seattle is no longer a last resort. Like, uh, well, I guess if they're going to pay me twenty percent more, no, Seattle's becoming a destination for players, which is good. I don't think it's there yet. I, I don't think it means like, 
oh, Aaron Judge all of a sudden wants to play for the Mariners. No, I, I don't think it's that. But what I think it is is that, like, these players, maybe not the elite players, but, like, the very good players, they now look at Seattle and they go, hey, we can win there. I can make money there. It's a great city. It's a great ballpark. The travel doesn't bother me as much because we're going to win. Like, I, I think that's the shifting tides we have. And I think that started with the Julio extension. But in reality, you look at the money that's being spent lately. You know, you look at Robbie Ray, you look at Castillo, you look at, at J.P. Crawford, you look at Julio. Um, you know, money is getting spent by this team on really good players. They have a very good young core. And, you know, Luis Castillo recognizing that after just seven weeks of playing here, I think that the the bit the biggest and most um, important piece of news uh, from this extension. Obviously, it's great Castillo is going to pitch here. He's a great pitcher. He's a fun guy. Um, it seems like a perfect fit in this clubhouse. So that is all great news. But to me, the real story is, is that Luis Castillo chose to be here when he had no reason to choose to be here. Uh, and he chose to be here for quite a while. So, And he even took, I think, a little bit less in market value to do it. Well, especially when you look at inflation, you know, Ben and I talked about this on the emergency show on Saturday that, um, you know, I, I don't obviously see him in that upper echelon of pitcher like Max Scherzer, but also those guys make like $45, 50000000 million a year mm-hmm. now, you know, but I think he's in like a tier or two below that. So, you know, kind of going off of that, I I wouldn't have been, you know, I wouldn't have even batted an eye if it was like $30 million a year for for Castillo, like, I think he's worth that when you look at just the, the going rates for starting pitchers. So, you know, $24.5 million for the free agent years and an overall AAV of like $21 million. That's mm-hmm. a steal and a half for the Mariners. Um, you know, I mean, obviously that's still, you know, life-changing money for Castillo and, and his family and congratulations to them and all that. But, you know, I, I kind of feel like, like Castillo did leave quite a bit of money here on the on the table uh, especially whether right. you're still out until until free agency and so you know but that kind of goes into uh just again how remarkable this is that that he picked seattle and and possibly left money on the table to stay in seattle that's i mean <laughs> we don't see that we never see right. that. well especially not from somebody who has no connection to uh to seattle right there's no hometown discount to give um, for Castillo and, and the Mariners still got it. And I think that speaks a lot to the culture and what they're building um, and, and where players are starting to see this this organization go. So, yes, it was a disappointing weekend overall. The Mariners mm-hmm. did get one win uh, that they ended up needing very badly. But at the end of the day, the arrow is undoubtedly pointing up for the Seattle Mariners. And players only in Seattle but around the league are starting to recognize that. And I think we're going to see the dividends of all the hard work that Jerry and Scott and, 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 uh, well, both Scott's, uh, and, and Hollander and, and even John Maybe Stan, who I'm still on the fence about. No. Um, but Hey, you know, like I said on Saturday, you know, give credit where it's due. No, John, uh, John Stanton, you know, no. starting to put his money where his mouth is. No, do it this off season. Then I'll start to believe you. All right. All right. Do it on players. You don't have control over. Then That's I'll start true. to care. That's true. All right. Well, uh, so, just a quick note before we hop off of here again, no traditional episode tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to be part one of our very uh, special uh, series in which uh, you are going to run the show and uh, tell us what the uh, Mariners making the playoffs means to you. So look forward to that. Uh, And, you know, again, if uh, you know, this is a part one of two. So if you don't see your video that you submitted, don't worry. It's probably in part two. There were a couple of emails where people said that they attached videos. 
uh, but there weren't any. Um, so uh, those folks, unfortunately, uh, have been left out. But uh, we had like 57 or so submissions that actually had videos attached that got in. So, yeah. Uh, so if you submitted a video, you're most likely in the episode. Right. If you did submit a video and you don't see it in either of the two episodes, it means you didn't actually submit a video. Yeah. So you might want to double check. Um, and if we have any stragglers, I guess we can put them at the end of uh, regular episodes. Sure. Try and get as many of you guys in, involved as possible. But yeah, mm-hmm. double check if you're not 100% sure that you sent a MP4, MP4 file to us. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode, and thank you again for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have your yourself a beautiful baseball day and uh, I guess you guys will not necessarily see us tomorrow but you'll see yourselves tomorrow so see you then peace